With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Derek. Um, real quick, just wanted to note that the first four, four and a half minutes, I had to pump up Ray's audio. Um, Happy New Year, we uh, made a slight mistake and forgot to uh, turn her microphone on, and we figured this out around the four and a half minute mark thanks to a guest who was watching live on Twitch. So, if you can bear with us for that first four and a half minutes, all the audio becomes normal after that. So, thanks for your patience, Happy New Year, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. It's our first one of 2020, so we're all very excited, and you should be too. I'm Ray, as per usual. I'm here with Ryan and Derek. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yes, it is a new year. We're, Seven days in. We're a week in. How, how long until we have to stop saying Happy New Year? I think it was, yeah, oh, like five days ago. I was Happy New Year yesterday. No, the day uh, over the weekend at some point. What's today? Well, that's fair. The weekend was like the third. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like once you're a week out, you're done. Okay. It's a week. All right. Fair enough. Well, then, Happy New Year for the last time this year. Wow. <laughs> Great start, guys. 2020 is really hitting us well right now. So what we do in the first episode of every year, we talk about our uh, predictions and reviews. So we're going to talk what we predict for 2020, but let's talk about our reviews for 2019 first. I'm going to recap your prediction. I can't wait for this. First of all, I can't wait for this. You had me talk to future Ray since I was the one who was going to listen to the episode. Oh, good stuff. You told me to shout out to myself. I said that I wish that future Ray was going to be skinnier. She is not, by the way. And you said that I was fine the way I was. Yeah. And you said hello to your wife because I am now your wife. Oh, that is adorable. Yeah. So. Nice. I bet you got teary-eyed, didn't you? No. Oh, I, I would have. I texted him immediately, and he was like, oh, I'm adorable. <laughs> it's true. Wow. It's true. Way to ruin it. And now we, now we have recorded proof of it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so. I get really competitive about this, by the way, because I know that I got a bunch of shit wrong, but I also want to have gotten more right than you guys. That's mainly my main my main care in this whole thing. Okay, so we're we're doing some news at some point, but it's going to be rolled into all this other stuff. So uh, next week we're also going to have it back to a normal episode, so we can recap, you know, Golden Globes and uh, BAFTA nominations and 
all the other new stuff that comes along. So, first and foremost, we had a favorite kind of thing. The most anticipated movies for everybody of the year. Just ones that we were personally looking forward to. Ryan, Star Wars. Okay. Did it live up to your expectations? Were you still anticipating it? I was. I mean, it didn't live up to my expectations, but I don't know that it could have. Uh, It was, but we we just did a review on it, so I won't get too deep into it, but, um, you know, it was... Let it go, guys. (laughs) But it was a year ago. It was last year. (laughs) A patient pulled that on me today, and I was like, no, that was, you know, 15 days ago. Fine. All right, Derek's was Alita Battle Angel. Did that hold up to your expectations? I really like that movie, yeah. even though I know it's unlikely to get a sequel and it super bums me out. But I was really happy with it. So, yeah. All right. It was pretty cool. Guys, mine was Detective Pikachu. Yeah. It lived up to my expectations. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see it, so I can't say anything. But Yeah, right? Like you just... I don't have any room to talk. It was a, it was a pretty fun movie to be yeah, totally Everything honest. I heard about it was pretty positive, so... Yeah. It explains that we're going to get like 10 more, though. It of did course well at the box office, and a critical response was good. So I do, I did kind of feel like an idiot that I didn't catch the ending earlier in the movie. And I'm usually pretty good at that, and I totally just. Are you, though? That's hurtful. He thinks he's good at it. Let him have it. You guys are mean. Let him have it. 2020 is not a safe space. Okay, so the ones that we were most concerned about not living up to our expectations. <laughs> Derek and I both said Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. And the funny thing is, like, the two of us were pleasantly surprised with it. We enjoyed it more than, uh, you know, Last Jedi. So it lived up to most of our expectations. Yeah, I think um, my expectations were so low. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was really quite Guys, good. my mic was off. Oh, that's why your audio was so quiet. I'll yeah. have to fix that then. Okay. okay. I'll edit cool. the earlier parts of Great. this to Thank fix you. that. As Is much, it better as now? As much as possible. Okay. So Ryan said Hellboy. That one was a fair one to be worried about. Apparently. Justified concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to like it so much. Yeah. That was there any part of it that you did like? Yeah, the giant fight I thought was cool when yeah. the, all the hunters went out with, after the giants. I thought that, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that that was good. That, the concept of that was good. <laughs> Execution and CGI and that was pretty rough. But uh-huh. I still cool. really stand by the whole Baba Yaga was, yeah, that was a cool great story-wise. It was good. Makeup was good. CGI with Baba Yaga was good. And I'm sad we're not going to see her as the main villain in the, another one. The house was cool. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, it, it is a little sad that, that that's the best part of the movie. The house? Yeah. Like that, that, yeah, and her. and her Because like, it doesn't have much to do with the rest of the film. Right. So that's a little bit of a bummer. And not that David Harbour was, was the problem either. He was just fine. Um, I just... The movie looked bad. The writing was no bad. Review. Yeah, right. We reviewed it. Yeah. Okay, so now to our predictions. Last year, we predicted the highest grossing film of 2019. Ryan and I said Endgame, and Derek said Star Wars. Because he had to be different. <laughs> I mean, look, I figured that it was going to be one of those two movies, and uh, part of me thought that it would be Star Wars just because those movies – Make way more money than I ever think they will for some reason, but not two billion dollars. Um, 
I actually don't know what Star Wars is even at, but no, I mean, it didn't hit that, of course. Um, So while we're at it, the top 10 highest grossing movies of 2019. Joker's on this list and it's going to bother me. Avengers Endgame's number one with, you know, billions of dollars, guys. Billions. (laughs) You can't even count that high. No. The Lion King. Of course. Toy Story 4. Captain Marvel. Frozen 2. Spider-Man Far From Home. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Aladdin. The first eight are Disney Disney. produced films. That's not good. It's not good. And then number nine is Joker. Number 10 is It Chapter 2. That's so weird that like those are the two that creep into the top 10 or almost like two horror movies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, one is a horror movie, but Joker's arguably maybe one, I guess. Maybe. But. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, Star Wars is still technically in theaters, so I guess that number could the number could easily go up on Star Wars Frozen Two, and I think Joker is still playing in a couple theaters because the Oscar run. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The Lion King did significantly better than I ever thought it was going to do, though. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know it was going to get like number two spot. Right? Like it's just crazy. Just watch the old one. I mean, it's the same movie. Right. Except better, because Apparently. the animals can actually emote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up? Okay, so we also had our uh, blockbusters that were had the biggest chance of flopping in our heads. Um, Derek was the only correct one Woo. on this. He said Terminator Dark Fate. I did. And it's yeah. a real shame because it's actually a pretty damn good sci-fi movie and a See, good Terminator movie. The thing is, to make a good Terminator movie, you just remake the first one with a few changes and then it's fine. If you have the same plot as the first movie, it it's a good movie. So now he's angry more, at me. It's much more complicated than that because of Genesis or Genesis or however you're supposed to pronounce that one. Because that one goes back in time and basically redoes the no, first you're movie. you're right. So. <laughs> Ryan said Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which wasn't obviously a, it didn't crack the top 10 by any means, but it also didn't flop. It did pretty well. And Godzilla versus Kong is still headed our way this year. So, you it know, it delayed. did fine. It's delayed till the fall. Mm-hmm. Just a heads up there. And then I said Artemis Fowl, which actually didn't come out last year. It was delayed by a full year. So that well, one I was thinking that count. some of our predictions probably included New Mutants, which, <laughs> which got pushed. Got pushed so. yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, we, were, we also put uh, what we would be surprised about. What we, just movies that you know aren't really on our radar that we were going to be really happy with. Derek said Rocket Man. Did that? Proved to be positively surprising to you? No, it was really good, but but it was like not, I I, ex, I don't know. I expected it to be a little more fantastical than it was based on the previews. Okay. And I between the two, Terran's fantastic, by the way. But between the two, I'd still like rather watch Bohemian Rhapsody, and they came out like six months apart. So that's fair. You know. Ryan said Joker. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? Um, positively you surprise know, I you have, I, all of us here at the table including me have mixed feelings about that movie i mean i think that it was a good movie and i right. still stand by that i don't think you guys even argue that really but um you know it's i didn't want i don't even think i really wanted it to be good <laughs> 
because it's just such a ridiculous concept to give that character the lead, you know, his own movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it did very well. So that was a pretty interesting prediction. Um, but I didn't, I don't know. It's hard to say how much I actually enjoyed it. I think overall it was a good experience, but I'm not going to, it's like Mad Max Fury Road and, uh, Logan and some of those where I'm just not really interested in watching it a second time, despite the fact that it was a pretty solid movie. That's fair. Well, because it's hard because it's so intense, right? It's not like it's a comedy or like a normal superhero flick where there's a lot of, you know, excitement and positive energy. Right. Like Joker or not, it's a downer of a movie. (laughs) It ends on a down note. Like everything (laughs) about it is depressing. Yeah. I said the Captain Marvel films, Shazam and Captain Marvel. Um, I Captain Marvel had some really high points. I think ultimately... It ended up being more of a lackluster origin when you compare it to some of the other Marvel films. But Shazam and uh, it was very positively surprising. So that was great. Uh, I think both of them were just getting a lot of shit prior to the movies coming out. You know, people have very little faith in the DCEU or the worlds of DC, whatever they want to call it. Even now, like, we have to listen to people talk about how bad it's going to be when, you know, they've had the last four movies were good, so I don't know what they're talking about. We already are hearing people complain about the Batman. Right. (laughs) We've had two set photos. (laughs) Barely. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, everybody just hates Brie Larson for some reason and they have their reasons behind it so it's annoying but both she just doesn't appeal to me personally as an actor like she's f- she was fine. fine as Captain Marvel I don't hold the same grudge that everybody else does right. for some of the comments that she's made just as an actress the only thing I've ever liked her in really was uh, Scott Pilgrim and that That's was fair. A, that was a role where she was supposed to be pretty stoic and that was so. 10 years ago yeah. so you know it's been a while and no matter how many times I see that movie, I forget that that's her. Yeah, right? The bang. Her voice, her voice yeah. is very good. It's every surprising time. every time to me. She was a pop star prior Apparently. to, like, when she was 14, 15. She had a couple hits that were on the billboard. Never number one. She never reached, like, Britney level or something at that time. But, well, who does? I mean, I, we haven't. <laughs> so we're not on Britney's level. No. And then lastly, big hyped films, ones that were super pumped about London. Lots of people loved them or were really excited, and we just weren't feeling it. And I think I'm the only one who changed my mind on this. Derek said Hobbs and Shaw. So, wait, so these are movies we were that, that people, people are hyped are for. Hyped about that we, yeah. we were not. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be clear on that because I don't want anybody thinking I was hyped for Hobbs and Shaw. No, no, you were not hyped for this, but you know, a ton of people still went. It made a ton of money. Did you guys ever go see that? No. no. Oh, okay. No, no. Though I mean, the later trailers looked better than the earlier mm. trailers. To be fair, but it and still looked ridiculous. Idris Elba could make me sit through it. I am curious about the Black him. Superman thing. Was like, mm. right? I, I did kind of like once they showed like the Rock coming like back home and his family and all that kind of stuff. Like that scene looks kind of cool. I'd like to see that because he's just a ridiculous badass. But the movie's premise seemed just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, Lego Movie 2, still? I mean, I never went and saw it. I'm sure it made a lot of money, but, you know, I don't think it made as much as the first one. It was no. d- disappointing versus the first one, so. Apparently, it had a better soundtrack, I guess. Like, a lot of well, people. the first one? Like, a lot of people really liked it. At least yeah. one of the songs off there was really popular, wasn't it? It was done by The Lonely Island, yeah. The... Everything is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that went all over the place. 
<laughs> and then uh, I said Spider-Man Far From Home. And I totally switched my mind after seeing it. Uh, I still maintain the trailers were very lackluster, but the actual movie was damn good. And it is now my favorite live action Spider-Man. Of course, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man, but you know. It didn't beat Spider-Man 2 for me, so. That's fair. But it was still very good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Derek was. I don't think Derek was super excited about that movie either. I, mean, I, I was none of us were. It, it yeah, was just true. kind of middle of the road. I think for me, it wasn't like lack of excitement as much as just it's another Spider-Man movie, and I've seen a lot of Spider-Man movies, and there's all these other characters, and you know, we went and saw it and yeah. we reviewed it, so everyone who wants to listen to that can know our opinions. But I just Hobbs and Shaw looked stupid right spider-man far from home was just another spider-man movie is yeah. what, it, what it looked like you know leading into it so so um we were all wrong for like the biggest biggest bomb the biggest bomb of 2019 is cats it's it's spent the most money and has had the least return so uh cats it's also the only movie on our list that they released a patch for midway through oh or after the first week unbelievable um no movie has ever done this. No, 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 no. To this, to this not kind to this of extent, extent no. and not for this reason either. That's so true. Watchmen, which is what I assume you're, yeah. you're referring to, Watchmen did digitally add in underwear for Dr. Manhattan after, uh, I don't know if it was just opening weekend or the first couple of weeks. I'm not I sure. I don't know. I saw Full Frontal. Me too. <laughs> I saw it opening night, so they didn't have a chance. But And that was done, I, I think, for ratings purposes. People thought it should push it to an NC-17 rating. This is different. This is, we need to fix our movie because it looks terrible. And yeah. it still does not look good from what I hear. <laughs> but yeah, it, the damage had already been done. I mean, that's that's just... I don't think we could have predicted that at that point mm-hmm. just because like, there was no trailer, there was no nothing. Very little information was out about it. Anytime they're producing a Broadway musical to film, there's notifications ahead of time, especially within the Broadway community and theater stuff. So, you know, it's definitely... Um, I, I knew some casting. I knew Idris and Jennifer Hudson were in it, and I thought those were pretty good casting choices ahead of time. I was really excited for it in December 2018. But once I saw that first trailer, I I was completely upset. Like, what is the problem with dancing in the outfits? People have been doing it since 1983. It's, isn't it the most successful? It's the longest running. Is that what it is? Like it's it's almost it has never left Broadway. No no show has ever run that consecutively that long. So you know if actors twenty actors have been performing these silly coke fueled songs on stage since 1983 why can't taylor swift show up on set and do it like i don't get it you didn't need to have things digital cats do not need human breasts like it's just so well that's one of the things in the patch apparently they kind of they flattened it out even more it's so weird yeah moving on (laughs) right well, so this does bode very poorly for what did we predict future. Oh, we were talking about what yeah, we the bombs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Gemini you know, Gemini Man was another one that bombed really bad. It was Gemini Man, Mo- uh, Man Derek bombed. Was looking forward to that one. I was. It wasn't one of my most hyped films, but it was definitely like higher up there on my list, and yeah. it really bombed. And not as bad as Cats, but still pretty bad. Well, because the the reasons were different. It was more of like visually it's stunning, but the story is totally bland. 
right? And so it's like, yeah, if you really love Will Smith and tech, you'll probably enjoy it, but that's about it. So yeah. no like scathing reviews, just very middle of the road and more of a statement on film production technology than anything else. And right. I mean, I'm interested in that, but as the average moviegoer, no. So obviously not. Right. Well, the, the issue is impressive tech is impressive when you can enjoy it. And the fact that he worked so hard on this new uh, technology for the film, but no theaters were able to accommodate it is a huge problem. It was, it was something like I think it was 11 theaters in the United States could show it at the frame rate that Ang Lee filmed it in. And that's not good when, you know, the crazy. average film gets at least 2000 theater release. So, I mean, you know, they, so they had to release it normal and things like that. But I mean, there were a lot of big bombs this fall. Charlie's Angels bomb, Dr. Sleep bombed as well. Uh, we mentioned Terminator. So like four movies in the span of like six eight weeks totally bombed and there's nothing really connecting all of them you know some are rehashes or remakes or reboots and some are uh sequels but you know gemini man dr sleep and charlie's angels don't have a lot in common other than the time of year they fell but other movies at that time were doing really well so you know i think it's just content i guess Okay, so now we are going to take a very, very small break. We will be right back with 2020 and just our personal reviews of 2019. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main, think... what's the main planet that Endor, the forest moon of Endor? It's a moon. So it's, there's a major planet, obviously, that it... Is the forest moon of Endor? Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th isn't that confusing? Yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like, he's not gonna die, is he? <laughs> oh no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films, but anyways, it was just like, mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like, I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it Aww. off. I'm like, you can't get to this point in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and like whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples okay, just were confusing to me because they just <laughs> they just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So right? like well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message. Yes. <laughs> is Batman and Robin a heavily <laughs> an allegory, social allegory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subscribe today at HeroesPodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker. Podcast Addict, and more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. We are back. So we're going to talk about our favorites and our least favorites of 2019. Ryan, what was your favorite movie of 2019? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to narrow it down for me. I I I think I'm gonna just be the that guy and say Avengers Endgame. I mean, that was it was just so much anticipation from you know yeah. so many years of going to these movies, um, and to have that finally culminate. It's not necessarily the best movie I saw at theaters. Okay, um, so what but, was the best movie for you in 2019? I don't. I mean, it just you know from an objective standpoint, probably Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I mean. It was pretty, just all around a really solid movie and, you know, well-reviewed by everybody that's seen it, mm-hmm. basically. Nominated for a ton of awards yeah. on the Oscar shortlist, and you know, it's mean, huge. As much as I hate to say it, Joker would probably be on that list, too, just yeah. as from an objective standpoint. It was a really well-made movie. Yeah. Derek, what was your favorite film of 2019? This one was really hard for me, actually. It was really hard for all of us, too. Um, well, like penises. It's been easier. It's hard for me. But. It's been easier other years. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, the previous years was easier. Um, I, I think I have to push come the shove go with Endgame, though, because I think what it pulled off was incredibly difficult. And It was the only movie we saw multiple times. That's true. We don't do that as much as we used to. But um, just what it had to accomplish and Mm -hmm. the level at which it did accomplish it, I think, is is very impressive. And I'm pretty harsh on everything that we we watch, especially Marvel stuff. And they had an opportunity to just put out another Marvel formulaic formulaic movie, and they didn't. They did a really good job. The effects are pretty outstanding. There's a lot of emotion in there. There's a lot of story. And yeah, there's some stuff that doesn't quite hold up continuity wise with some things, but I mean, you're just going to kind of get that with sci-fi time travel stuff most of the time. So push come to shove, it would be end game. Um, my short list would include Shazam and Alita though. Yeah. Those on my list too. That's fair. Okay. So, um, my favorite movie, I actually think of this year I'm looking at all the movies we saw just to double check, make sure I, I didn't. Had to do that. I had to pull up my yeah. AMC stubs. And look, look at the <laughs> movies I saw last yeah, time. so I could easily hop on the Endgame train. I loved it both times I saw it. I got all teary eyed in multiple places. Most of it was really well done. Yeah, there's some spots I wish they would have changed a few things, and yeah, there's some things that going forward I'm not too hyped about, but. Overall, I was really excited. However, Detective Pikachu was probably the most enjoyable. I walked out of the theater super happy. It's the only one that I personally have insisted on purchasing. Been on a huge Pokemon train this year with, you know, finishing Let's Go and Sword and everything. So, you know, maybe that's my favorite. Um, it's definitely a good, it's like a feel good movie. Right. Right. Like Endgame. Has some feel good moments, of course, right? But it also has a lot of down moments. Yeah. So, I mean, the one I wasn't expecting to really enjoy was probably Captive State. It got horrible reviews. It was one of the top 10 biggest bombs of the year. But 
I walked out of it thinking it was a decent sci-fi story. Uh, the ending came together really well, and I kind of enjoyed it. So, no, Captive State was very good. I'm surprised it didn't get the acclaim that like District Nine did because yeah. there's a lot of similar tones and styles to how those two films were made. That I'm surprised there wasn't more positive comparison. Right. But what do you guys think the worst movie you saw this year was? So I, I got it narrowed down to three. And I'm trying to decide. I think if I just have to go with my gut, it's X-Men Dark Phoenix. Okay. You think that's just flat out the worst movie? That is the worst movie I saw. Now, to be fair, I didn't see Cats. So, so, you know, we're going off of what I've seen. And um, Dark Phoenix was crap. And I flat out (laughs) laughed in the theater at multiple things that you shouldn't laugh at. I don't know. When Ty Sheridan Cyclops yells... I'll fuck you up or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like, like, dude, you're not intimidating. Right? At all. Not at all. You're not scaring anybody. <laughs> it was funny when it shouldn't have been funny. The serious, intense stuff was even at times kind of uncomfortably offensive. Like when she's making uh, Professor X walk up the stairs. Yeah. Everything right? about that was just horrible to watch. And not uncomfortable like Joker uncomfortable because Joker uncomfortable is about depressing sad mental health issues this was just uncomfortable because it was just offensive towards someone with a physical disability yeah and forcing them to do something that anyway it's bad it's a bad movie (laughs) it's a bad movie (laughs) ryan do you want to jump on the dark phoenix train or do you want to mention a different list of two but uh hellboy was my other one and Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because i think we were all looking forward to that um we all love the ron perlman movies and we we all all love harbor to get a good chance to do something awesome because he's great in um, all fairness, Stranger Things season three was better than season two. It was a good. I agree, and he looks great in Black Widow from what we've seen so far yes. in the trailers. So, um, yeah, I mean, oh. it's it's disappointing, and the, the CGI was some of the worst that I've seen in a while, it's, in a long time. Yeah, um, it was on my short list of three as well, along with another McAvoy film, Glass. That was mine. I Those was just three. about to say that, I didn't but think instead. That that was in the same league as Hellboy or. This. But this is like the same thing as Endgame to a certain point. Like, 10 years, waited forever. People were so excited about it. Split got everyone so excited again. And just nothing. You kill off all three of your characters. You kill off. Sorry. Oops. We did a review on it over a year ago. Anyway, so, like... You kill off the invincible guy in a puddle of water. A puddle. He is drowned in a puddle. Well, that's his weakness the whole time. So at least that's consistent. Right. But but like (laughs) earlier, they flooded his room and he was okay. Like the puddle. The puddle. It it was just. I I don't know how you have those three actors and you don't have something really good come out of it. Right. Right. They can all three do action movies. Um, at least two of the three can do really serious dramatic stuff. <laughs> we'll let you pick which you two know. out of three that is. So I just, I don't, yeah, it just, I think for me, it was more of an expectation problem with glass. I was really looking forward to that and expected more from it. And the only other one I had was what men want. And that's because it was almost like a shot for shot remake of what women want i walked out of it being happy with certain choices but i really did feel like i wasted my amc's a list that week (laughs) like oh sad but it 
it was not the worst film that came out in 2019. It just like might have been one of the worst that I saw. Okay. So, okay. Anybody else have, do you want to talk about like your favorite TV shows of the year? Of 2019? Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the Good Place is still absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's not, wasn't new, of course, uh, but it's, it's really wonderful and it's great. How'd you like the season of Discovery? Uh, it was okay. It was good. There okay. were some really, really high moments. Anton Mount, Ethan Peck, um, absolutely in, in, incredible. Um, and, um, you know, just seeing the Enterprise and uh, Rebecca Romaine was fantastic mm-hmm. as number one. It's got some really, really high moments and it's got some really frustrating moments as it pertains to the big bad. Got it. Got so. it. Ryan. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really good. Um, uh, I, we have to mention The Mandalorian. I mean, oh, really my God. Recently, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, that one was I don't know if it was surprising because ever since we saw the first trailer, we were like, this is going to probably be good. Um, and you did, you said you were looking forward to it more than um, Rise of Skywalker. So I thought the check. format of it was pretty surprising. I was expecting a very bingeable, overarching story, like it's very common. And each, I think that most episodes, maybe the last two should be watched back to back, but everything else you could flip on, have a good story, walk away from. Like you don't. Yeah, they're like bottle episodes. Yeah, I I liked that. Um, the only other show that that was pretty surprising to me was The Boys. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that one. And I mean, I knew that I liked the premise of it when I read it, but um, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So um, that one was very good. We need Great. to finish that one. But yeah, The Mandalorian was pretty outstanding. Like I, I had high expectations and it was different than mm-hmm. what I thought it was going to be. But technically speaking, it is just stellar across the board. Um, if anything, I just I wish maybe it had been longer, which is a rare thing to say about a TV show. <laughs> I don't because I wouldn't have wanted it to lose any quality. You know, I mean, when you, when we were looking forward to Daredevil and stuff like that, and we were like thirteen episodes, and then it felt like there was episodes you could have just completely gotten rid of in the middle there. Always five through eight was a huge slog. On just all cut of them. those. And you're totally right. It's just you know, in this case we got eight episodes that were like forty minutes and less a lot of the time. It's true. Mm-hmm. They were very short. You know, and so maybe just having 10 of those or having them each be an hour. The only know. thing I wish is that the Mandalorian had dropped consistently. It did switch up days multiple times and that yeah. threw off schedules. It created more opportunities for spoilers. So if it had just dropped for the eight weeks on Friday only, I would have appreciated that as like, I know they wanted to coordinate with Rise of Skywalker and stuff, but on a tangent, so. a little bit of a tangent with that. I mean, Derek and I have discussed this, and I, you were probably involved in the discussions too. But you know how that goes when me and Derek gets arguing. Um, <laughs> you know, forty-five we, messages later, we we've talked about like the Netflix model of releasing the entire season at once versus the uh, uh, weekly model. Which of, there are clear pros and, and cons to both. Sure, my biggest problem that I discovered with The Mandalorian. Um, was that now, instead of just having to watch for spoilers for five, four or five days while I binge the entire series, now I have to watch out for spoilers for eight weeks if it runs one episode a week. Um, you know, and Rise of Skywalker, I only had to watch for spoilers for like two days. Yeah. And, you know, then it was done. But with this, I like I was constantly worried about something in the episode being spoiled on Facebook if I didn't watch it 
as soon as I woke up on the day it released. And that was consistent for eight weeks, which is stressful. No, I'm completely with you there. It it is definitely a concern and it's frustrating. I mean, we talked about this a bit. It was a bigger problem for me for the DC crossover than it was for Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Everything for that got spoiled for me. But like, those were even being spoiled during the airing of the episode live, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. And so I'm, I'm with you from that standpoint. Um, it's, it's tough. I, yeah, I don't know which is better for me. I, cause I just, I know that some of these shows well, would I drop mean, on a it, weekend where I just couldn't sit and watch 13 hours. Yeah, or whatever there, it was. And we collectively as a group have forced ourselves to do that. You know, yeah, we've given ourselves fun. like two, three days to watch all of Daredevil or something. And it's not a great way to watch everything. No, it was better on shows like uh, Age of Resistance. That's right. That's one we didn't talk about. That was a great episode. Oh, a great so show. Good. Yeah. Um, but good omens. I, that's what I was going to say. You guys hadn't let me speak yet. But Sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> we were just going to shut that down immediately. Right. I know. Yeah. No. Uh, good omens was my favorite new show of 2019. I watched. Dark Crystal? Yeah. Dark Crystal was amazing. I watched Good Omens twice, though. That's fair. Like, Good Omens is a solid start to finish. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance leaves it open for a second season that I hope they get. But that was... Still not... Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did cost them a lot of money, and there's not as much return on it. long production process, too. But it could also be a sleeper hit, just like the Dark Crystal actually was, because Mm -hmm. the amount of merch out there is insanely high. But they also have all the sets already built now. Yeah. And puppets are already built. So, like, you know, they save a lot of that cost there. Yeah. Because it was the same problem with with Star Trek Discovery was you have to build the bridge and the shuttles and have all the uniforms made and all that. So that's all season one cost thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, once it's done, you just keep it nice on the off season and you're good. So good omens might have been the best show for me in 2019 too. It was just a solid mini series. It's there's not going to be a season two. It's which is is fine. Well, I mean, there's nothing else. I covered an entire book. Neil Gaiman's not ever going to write more because Terry Pratchett passed. So that's not disagreeing with you. I just, to see the two of them, to see Aziraphale and Crawley back together would just be amazing. I agree. I I have to give an honorable mention to Swamp Thing too. Yeah. I brought it up briefly, but that, that show for what it was, was very, very good. And it's disappointing. I think to all of us at the table, even though I don't think you guys have watched it yet, that it's not, uh, right. Oh, it's should've. disappointing. It's definitely it, it, disappointing. DC Universe should get all the accolades. We watched Doom Patrol this year. We watched uh, Swamp Thing came out. Titan season two and Harley Quinn are all pretty stellar shows. They're they're better content than what people give them credit for. So yep. if you have the chance, you should give them it's, a chance. I think DC Universe, if like piece for piece is the most consistently good of of all the streaming of all their new content i've liked it's been pretty like at worst it's been mediocre right you know what i mean and there's just there's no other service like that though you know like there's not a marvel service because there's just not enough content to push out to keep people interested i mean we were paying for the yearly thing it was like 75 bucks a year and we watched three seasons of shows you know and like we have the back catalog of old dc stuff sure but that's not gonna I'm not going to pay $75 a year to watch a back catalog of DC stuff. Right. You know, I can buy it for a lot less than that. Okay. So let's talk about our most anticipated of 2020. What is um, one to three movies that you guys are looking forward to? The surprising no one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I figured that'd be on your list. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's no secret that I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, and okay. the first trailer came out, and it wasn't a great trailer, but the things in it were good. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's just a case of a bad trailer, which happens a lot, and that the movie's better than the trailer let it on. But, yeah, that's definitely my number one. Okay. Derek? Um, so this is this is difficult. I've got it narrowed down to six. Oh that's, my that's god! High. So Get I'm, out I'm of gonna here. Pick for, well, it's it's hard. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go off a little bit here though. I'm um I'm actually really excited about Bill and Ted Face the Music. A lot of people are. Um, a lot I, of people are. I'm shocked this got made, and the behind the scenes stuff has been really fun, and they just seem like they're having a good time with it. And I'm excited about it. It looks cute, and I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then probably. Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I'm curious to see how they work that out. Kong mm-hmm. is a lot smaller than this Godzilla, and there's rumors of who the big bad actually is, and so it's more of a BVS kind of scenario, I guess. Ooh, <laughs> um, is it Doomsday? He doomsday. would be a kaiju. Uh, it is. It is not Doomsday. Doomsday is, not, is a kaiju. That has not been the the rumor. Um, and I guess if I'm picking a third one, it would probably be no time to die. Cause it's bond 25. It's Daniel Craig's last one. And I'm very curious to see how they wrap all of that up. Sounds good. How many of yours did he take? None. Oh, okay. None. Okay. So, uh, wonder woman, 1984. That I- was on my list too. I just only picked one thing because That's I was fair. being, you know, nice. Frugal, yeah. yeah. Letting you guys have your moments. You said one to three. I picked three. <laughs> yeah. Eternals, because it sounds really? so batshit crazy. <laughs> and the cast is amazing. Kumail Nanjani has just gotten amazing looking. Like, I am I'm just super excited where this could go. And then I, I wanted to put a horror movie on because there's some really cool ones coming out this year. I did put Invisible Man because I think they're going to try and do the Dark Universe in a more horror way, which is how it should be. That's how it was created in the 1920s and 30s. However, I'm actually going to go with Zack Snyder's Army of Dead. It is a sequel to his Dawn of the Dead. and that, Is it really? Yeah. And that has got me so excited because that's my favorite Zack Snyder movie. I saw that movie like seven times in theaters, and I I think I'm going to insist on <laughs> seeing this one a couple of times. Is it going to be on our list of movies that we review on the podcast? Probably not, because okay. we don't usually do horror. So uh, maybe I just convince you guys to go as like, you know, friends. Who knows? What? That's weird. I know, right? We're friends? <laughs> This is news to me, but I'm very right. happy about it. <laughs> I've been working on this for years. Finally. Okay. Are there others that... Um, the only other one that you guys haven't mentioned um, that is Venom 2, because I think that that's uh, interesting. The first, I, one, yeah. the first one we were not sure about, and it's not a great movie, but it is kind of fun in a weird way. And then right. Venom 2 possibly introducing spider-man and then we don't also we don't have to go through the and curly-haired carnage and curly-haired carnage yeah which is a little weird but um we you know we don't have to go through the origin story of venom again and you know we just get to start out with symbiote and eddie you know relationship so that one is kind of a sleeper thing i'm looking forward to man if tom hardy just dives in a lobster tank and starts eating oh, <laughs> living lobsters again. I'm in. So I, I, I had Venom on my list and then I removed it because I'm not convinced it's going to land in 2020. 
That's fair. I don't feel like enough is moving in production for it to hit that date unless they're just being really quiet about it. So that was my thought. Okay, guys, what's the one that you're just most concerned about? You think, you know, you want it to be good, but you're not quite sure it's going to be. You feel like it's going to fall short of either financial expectations or critical or your own personal. Is this a one to three thing again? We need to clarify. I only put one on mine. I had three. You had seven. I have three. No, I have three. I have three. (laughs) Seven was probably a better Um, So, okay. So first on the list is Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, I, I can see I why that would concern you. The more I see of it, the more concerned I get about it, um, which is a frustrating position for me to be in, of all people. Martin um, Lawrence got unfit to be. Will nice, Smith has kept it tight. Well, he's still... <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm worried that it's getting the diehard effect where like they're he just be a he's like a ser- superhero at this point. Like there's literally a shot in the trailer where he's jumping from an exploding vehicle onto a helicopter. And like we were we, we, we talked about that right when the trailer Did first we, dropped okay. and we talked about it on the podcast. Well, um, then clearly Will Smith needs to join the Fast and Furious. Yeah. I mean, if you want me to watch a Fast and the Furious movie again, that would be a way to do it because uh, I stopped after seven. But um, also on my list is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I'm deeply concerned that the Steve Trevor thing is not actually going to make any sense. Um. (laughs) That has been bothering you since the announcement. Since it was like, Chris Pine's coming back. You're like, no. I I have Uh, tried to reassure you, but you won't listen to me. I know. And um, he's not going to. And and also the continuity aspects of it, the way the DC universe is kind of getting a soft reboot. And I'm not sure how this movie plays into that. And then the third one on my list is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I want it to be really good. I really, really do. Um, I just, there's something in my gut that has me nervous about it, and I'm, I can't articulate it. It's the overhyped nostalgia. It's the Maybe. fact that they're bringing back all of Spangler's toys and stuff like that. It could be also the fact that you've been hurt before. <laughs> yeah. We um, all have been hurt before by multiple Ghostbuster things. Maybe. I guess it's just... Including um, the fans. Yeah. Very consistently the fans, yeah. <laughs> It is rare that a next generation thing works out really well. Uh, And so maybe that plays into it. A lot of those types of attempts have failed. There's only a few exceptions. So, yeah, that's my list. Okay. Ryan. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is actually on my list, too. So (laughs) it didn't really hurt my feelings. Um, You're right. All the points you made are correct. The only reason why I feel like I have probably a little more faith than you do is because of Jason Reitman and it being kept in the family. And that in itself is a passing of the torch from his dad to him, you know, in terms of the director uh, duties. Yeah. So (laughs) he said duties. Duty. (laughs) Um, 2020. (laughs) That that was on my list, too. Um, The next one is uh, one that we will find out about in the next few weeks. Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, or next week? I can say that. that. Uh, one month. Exactly one month from today. Okay. Um, it's it. I love Black Canary uh, some, and some of the other characters I like too. Huntress, you know. But uh, everything that we've seen, it makes it look like it's a Harley Quinn movie, not a Birds of Prey movie. Um, and for me, that makes me nervous because I don't really like Harley Quinn that much. Um, but also, beyond that, the marketing for this movie has been next to nothing. Um, there's not, I haven't seen advertisements anywhere for birds of prey, um, other than some trailers, yeah. you know, that I went and sought out myself. But beyond that, I haven't seen anything about it. 
You uh, saw some, was a Hot Topic? So Her Universe, oh, her universe. in uh, conjunction with Hot Topic is selling clothes. And then they're pretty active on their Twitter. But, you know, like you said, that's not enough. It clearly is not reaching everybody. Right. So, yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's something to worry that's about. That's huge. Um, the third one I had was Mobius, Morbius. Oh, yeah. Whatever With, that Jared is. With Jared Leto. Is that actually coming out in 2020? It is. It's supposed to. I mean, to. we're supposed to get a trailer pretty soon. He's been shooting. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're not doing anything to promote it. No. So it's... And this is another Sony Spider-Man spinoff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's concerning. That's fair. I forgot about it. Totally. So that, which is also not a good sign. Right. (laughs) I only put one. I put Black Widow on my list because honestly, a couple things like one, Scarlett Johansson keeps putting her stupid foot in her mouth and, you know, she's clearly a talented actress. She's up for multiple awards for both Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit this year, but she just won't. Right. She's a fantastic actress, but she just won't shut up and stop making stupid comments. And then of course there's the feeling that this movie is too little too late. We all know it probably should have come out in the middle or end of phase two. Like there's no way that we needed an Ant-Man movie before a black widow. There's no reason why that should have happened. So, and, and her character is dead. Like so this is an in-between movie again, just like Captain Marvel is, and that's frustrating as hell. Like, cause, Well, especially when you realize that, like, of the two shows that are coming out first, one of them is also an in-betweener. Yeah. Right? I agree. So, like, it's a little kind of... It's frustrating. Yeah. So I'm concerned about it. I still, like, the movie, the trailer looks like a really cool espionage film, and I do love the idea of a cute family flick at the core. That's really nice because a family is what Black Widow has always wanted. So that's really great. There are some highlights in that trailer that make me very happy, but I'm just ultimately concerned that it's going to be another lackluster formulaic Marvel film. And I'm really bored with that by now. Show me new stuff. Yeah, the, the stakes are off on that one yeah. for me. Because here's the thing. If it's really awesome, then that's also kind of a bummer because we don't get any more of her. Yeah, we're right? done with her. And then if it's not good, then like her send-off and endgame would have been better then. So this movie has a very tight rope to walk and right. be successful. Whereas Eternals is new lands. We haven't talked... Like, these people are basically gods and their story marvel says that like they've been confused for gods you know there's icarus who is in the greek (laughs) yeah yeah so you know eternals could be the new guardians where it's just new territory and new cool things and there's a lot of fun to take out of it whereas this isn't what do you guys think is going to be the highest grossing movie now that there's no Endgame or Star Wars this year? Fast 9. I put that on my list too. Minions the Rise of Gru. Oh my god, that it's is not a bad a, guess. That's <laughs> I mean, an there's upsetting. just not a lot of competition for it like in terms of just mm-hmm. box office power. Those no. those movies are crack for kids and they'll go see it 10 times at the theater and it's going to make there's no reason to think this one won't make a crap ton of money no right? you're right i mean there, there are two pixar films but they're both new properties yeah that's so why could, i looked at those too but yeah so uh, that's a good point 
That's a good point. So with how crazy Lion King did, I also put Mulan on my list. I had Fast 9 and Mulan. So are we counting international box office? Because China's pretty pissed about that movie right now. Yeah, and they're like the biggest market out there. Yeah, I mean, we would count international. We always have in the past. But, you know, Lion King did really well, and Aladdin did really well. So there's... I I just feel like Mulan could easily do it as well. Like ignoring Disney properties for 2020 might not be a smart move when eight of the highest grossing 2019 films were Disney. So oh, that's totally. all. Yeah. I picked Fast 9 because a couple of their movies have made over a billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fast 7 and Fast 8 but made over point, billions Burnout of dollars. But going to happen on the franchise. Yeah. I mean, you'd think so. <laughs> no, it, it will. I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, what do you guys think is going to be the biggest flop money to deficit ratio? Monster Hunter. What's that? So Monster Hunter <laughs> is the live action adaptation of the video game franchise oh, starring right. Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich. Thank you. Oh, well, yeah. Starring um, her, it's definitely going to be a flop. Her and Ron Perlman and Tony Jaa. <sighs> so I've seen a couple photos from it. Um, not really set photos. They were released photos. Um, but based on how little they're talking about it, based on the fact that I don't think that franchise is as popular as a, a lot of other video game franchises that they've tried to adapt, I just don't expect this movie to do well. And it's going to be fairly expensive. Yeah. So that's on my list. The, the second one that I had was Dune. Um, mainly because it's been in production for a while and they're barely talking about it. And Two I don't, or three years. I don't think too many people have really asked for it. There's hardcore sci-fi people, of course, like myself, who are really looking forward to it. Yeah. But I'm worried it's just going to be like a Gemini man where it's going to be a technical marvel and no one's going to go. That's fair. Ryan? Uh, Top Gun 2 was Maverick. the top of my list. <laughs> that's what I put too. I think that's going to be a big deficit because i think the people that are gonna go are like 60 70 year old dudes yeah that were they, they you go know to movies once in the, a year and that's it and... right but i mean but they, they all go to that one i guess <laughs> they were 30 40 when the first one came out and so it i think that's the demographic and it's a small demographic yeah i mean i would be lying if i said i'm not a little bit interested in it but like it just the trailer looks like Let's just take all the scenes from the first one and do them over again. Miles Teller it's didn't need awesome. to grow the porn stash. Right? Like, like, we know you're Goose's kid. Right. You I would have, have bought that. that. I would have bought it without that. <laughs> it's You don't have to make that make it that obvious. <laughs> it's like in The Dark Knight Rises where his name is Robin. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I also had Fast and Furious 9 because I'm banking on at some point that franchise bubble is going to pop. And I had uh, Venom 2 because... It, if it's bad, then a lot of people, you know, it's going to it's gonna make a lot of money opening weekend and then just die off because all the people that went and saw Venom and loved it um, will just not care anymore because it's, if it's, that's if it's bad. If it's good, it could go either way, really. But I think that has the potential to be a huge flop. Okay. What'd you put? I put Top Gun. Oh, you have Top Gun. I, I just figured budget versus how much it makes, like it's going to have the largest deficit most likely um most positively surprising what movie do you think you're just gonna come out being you know you're not super hyped for but you think it'll still probably be good or appeal to you um so i i have i just have two on the list one is coming to america two (laughs) i believe that you'll like that 
um i i really i i think it's gonna see some eddie murphy back in form kind of thing uh which i'm really looking forward to if you've never seen the original you should watch it and you should also watch trading places um and the other one on there not necessarily for me but i think it's actually going to end up being a really great kids movie is going to be sonic the hedgehog i think that all the bs about the original designs while probably fair uh i think the new design is wonderful and i don't think it has any bearing on the movie i think the movie is going to end up being pretty pretty cute cute kids film i do i think it's going to be good i think jim carrey is going to bring it and i think it's going to be fun cool well this is going to be kind of uh anticlimactic because uh derek just talked about this movie but oh um monster hunter really (laughs) i think that i think that based on what i know about the game it has potential to be something very very cool and the cast list is no joke. Um, I mean, Mila Jovovich has had some bad She's had stuff, a bad run. But she's had some really good stuff, too. Fifth Element, despite the things with the director. It was over 20 years ago. She was great in that movie. 20 years and ago. And Ron Perlman. I was like, also great 20 years ago. <laughs> Ron Perlman was great. It is great in everything. Tony Jaws, That's one of my true. favorite martial, current martial arts actors. I mean, has a lot of potential. And, I mean... Paul W. S. Anderson. Some of he directed the Resident, some of the Resident Evil movies. I don't think he did all of them, did he? I think he did, did actually. He? I'm I mean, not, some I of those were that, decent. The first two. He did decent. the Underworlds. And yeah. the first two of that that is decent. <laughs> so I mean, you know, there is some potential there, and I, I mean, I don't know. I just want a video game movie to be really good, and this is one that I feel like could be something that i really enjoy based off the premise of the game so i want it to be good i think that's fair the potential is huge for this movie because the game franchise is a really cool idea um it's one of the rare jrpgs i actually want to play but um i'm just worried about it but um but um right what was yours I think that my most positively surprising is going to be Birds of Prey. I think I am the target demographic for that movie, and I think I'm going to walk out of it pretty happy. I I want it to be so good so badly. It could totally... Like, the fact that they're almost completely disregarding Suicide Squad makes me happy. They're just not really going to touch on it. They're not going to completely ignore it, I hear. They're just... It's not a big deal. And they did cut out... Apparently, Jared Leto filmed some scenes as Joker for this, but they cut him out. I'm assuming I in guess, the wake of the Suicide Squad, because or maybe they used on like I don't know. They made it sound like it was new know. scenes. I read an article about it, but Margot Robbie said that he filmed scenes yeah. for this movie. They might have cool. gone a different direction after the the new Suicide Squad movie is a soft reboot, so they're right. kind of ignoring yeah. the first one. So they're writing just, out Jared Leto's Joker. Thank God. I I think it's going to have some cool moments in it, and I'm all about girl power my most anticipated could honestly have been wonder woman birds of prey and um black widow it doesn't bother you at all that the birds of prey are play- playing playing second fiddle though in, in a movie that they're named that's named after them? i think it's falsely named i think it should have just been a harley quinn film but i'm also you know excited about the cast the three main actresses are pretty awesome they have cool uh imdb like their their resumes yeah their creds are cool so i just i think even if the movie's poorly titled and even if it's not exactly what i want i think i'm just gonna walk out of it happy so that's all i hope black mask is cool too i'm excited for that i want to see all of them in like 
comic booky gear. I think is my is my thing. I don't think you're going to get Black Canary in comic booky gear, unfortunately. Probably not. And like, I'm not saying like it has to be like screen accurate or anything like that. I just one of the th- gripes I have against the Marvel stuff is like it takes a while sometimes for some of their characters to get in costume so to speak right and it almost feels like really on purpose you know well, um, we know huntress gets a more comic book accurate costume there's been photos leaked of that yeah so but i don't think black canary will unfortunately uh, there's rumors that the majority of the trailers so far have just been from like the first 20 minutes of the film and so, i'd be really excited like, if that was the case because everybody's like why isn't black mask wearing a mask like well, because he's not disfigured they don't at need the to beginning. Show everything in the trailer, right? Because Ewan's a pretty guy. <laughs> he <laughs> is. We, need that face. we um, all need that face. The cast does excite me, though, so I hope it's good. Uh, what's a hyped film you're just not really interested in? Fast and the Furious Nine. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really. That's the only one I put on my list. Nice. For, honestly, uh, I put two: Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah. Um, because I think really my only interest in it is the fact that Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise got to fly an actual fighter jet, and I just kind of want to see that. The fighter jet stuff looks um, really cool. In yeah. It, so and he like his stunt work is always incredible. So like that's interesting. Um, and then A Quiet Place Part Two, mainly because I don't think it needed a sequel. I think the first one did a really good job at what it meant to do, and it was never intended to have a sequel. It just did better than anybody thought it would. So I'm just just not really interested in seeing how they tacked on more story yeah that's fair i think that's the difference between jordan peele and john krasinski jordan peele was like well i'm gonna do more horror but it's gonna be new stuff i'm not doing get out too so well i mean like think about this like, i don't want to spoil anything for a quiet place but i haven't seen it so okay well things happen in it that are very high stakes and i just don't know how you repeat that well yeah i don't in a think sequel. you do. and, and you know so that means that's got to have either lower stakes or then you start having ridiculous stakes like you do in a lot of sequels and i don't want that will there be a blue so, energy beam going into the sky fingers uh, crossed <laughs> fingers crossed man there should always be but you should see the first one i, I really think it's you on uh, amazon prime video i think so mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to check it out if i'm meaning to I said Onward. It's the first Pixar film I'm just that wasn't like a Cars film that I'm just really not looking forward to. I think That's surprising. Like, and you are looking forward to the other Pixar one though, though. the music one. Yeah, Yeah, that looks interesting. I'm not usually into Pixar movies, but I think that looks interesting. I I think Chris Pratt is just falling out of my good graces. Like he's just a big weirdo, and he's gotten weirder as time went on. His involvement and stuff is always kind of sours me. But he is Schwarzenegger now, so he is so weird. But I actually think it's kind of fitting. You know, it it makes so much sense. So my my problem is the plot for that movie kind of hits home. So I do want to see it, but I get your point. Oh, I'm going to end up seeing it. Yeah, like there's no chance she's going to see it. It's modern day fantasy, too. Like, it's kind of funny that unicorns are considered raccoons in this. They're rodents that get into your trash and you just dislike them because they're always dirty. Like, that's hilarious to me. There are parts about it that are cool, but... I mean the the half generated father is weird and we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean it was a weird trailer. Right. But we've seen every Pixar movie. So that has come out since you and I have been together, yes. There are there some you haven't seen? Cars two. Yeah, that's okay. That's the worst Pixar movie. (laughs) I think I've seen all the other Cars three is was surprisingly good though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Did that come out in twenty (laughs) nineteen? Why are we talking about it? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Last thing before we uh, 
end for tonight. I I kept saying before we get off, like in my head, and I was like, "Don't say it! Don't say it!" So get off of here. Well, I was explaining why I paused, why I couldn't figure out the like. You guys are just sitting here thinking I can't think of the word "end." No, I'm trying (laughs) not to say something else. No. uh, What are your most anticipated TV shows, whether they be like currently running or just you know, new shows that you know of. There's a lot of stuff on my list, yeah, too. so it's really tough. So I'm just going to just blaze through a couple really quick because there's one in particular I want to talk about. Okay. Um, but incredibly excited about Star Trek Picard. Right. Really looking forward to Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm very excited to see how they wrap up The Good Place. Yes, same um, here. So those are those are like big ones, um, as well as, of course, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Soldier and WandaVision. But there's a show coming out on Amazon called Utopia that I think sounds really interesting. And um, it's um, being adapted by the author of Gone Girl. And it's a uh, it's a British. I'm so sorry, guys. Gail Simone just followed me on Twitter. <laughs> like, I've never been so happy. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah I thought really we cool. were just making you happy. I know. I thought like I was telling you about this. And you're like, wow, that's really cool or something. But no. no. Okay, I'm sorry. She was not excited. In fact, she doesn't care about the rest of this podcast anymore. <laughs> um, I just, I gotta go. She's too big for us now. We can't. Gail Simone. Anyway. Uh, Can we add that tagline to the podcast now? Gail Simone yeah, now yeah, follows, follows Rachel on Twitter. <laughs> she's clear, clearly the star of the show now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so according to Amazon, the show is about a group of comic book nerds who meet online um, and they all share uh, love for a mythical graphic novel called Utopia, and they discover a conspiracy theory behind the pages of the comic book, and then they end up being hunted by a deep state organization and have to like basically become a group of heroes on their own. That actually does sound really cool. Uh, the I like cast that. includes John Cusack, Rain Wilson, uh, which is really cool. You've lost me. Yeah, as as John Cusack. I, was like, I like both that. of them a lot. Um, and Rain Wilson was great on this. Well, it sounds like now he has a reason to show up to Comic Con. So, so. anyway, wow. I thought that that sounded really cool. So I just wanted to mention it because it was flying under my radar until I did a little bit of research. Sounds good, Ryan. Um, I think my most anticipated at this point is WandaVision um because it just sounds so interesting mm-hmm. you know like the concept of this being a sitcom in wanda's head that slowly unravels into the real world and potentially causes mutants to enter the mcu as a side effect like i mean that's really cool uh, I, I don't agree. know i think it's just a really interesting concept um falcon winter soldier mandalorian season two is coming out I think that's november fair. december next yeah. year something like that um you already mentioned the good place. Um, the boys season two comes out, right. I think, in June or July, which is, that's having a really quick turnaround. Yeah, that's actually pretty well for high production shows. They, they, a year apart's pretty impressive. They did they did greenlight it before the season yeah, premiered, which was aired. smart. That they was the right thing to do. On their hands. Yeah. Um, well, and to to our point, like that's how you get it out and get people interested. Yeah. Right? Mandalorian is being handled the same way, so you don't end up with two or three years between well, seasons. The cards like that exactly. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, which is the final season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is re- really, you know, kind of a, a standout show right now because of a lot of reasons among the Disney, you know, like internals, um, you know, them dissolving the Marvel TV division and um, things like that, uh, which was what this is the this is the last of the OG Marvel shows, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
It was the one that started it first, so it's kind of cool that it was the one that persisted. Yes. And End of an era. It, the the way the last season ended, now there's time travel shenanigans happening, and Agent Carter might be getting another appearance uh, on TV, which is really cool because she's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool potential there, and I'm very excited for it. I'm a little sad it's ending, but, you know, it is what it is. All good things come to an end. Right, of course. At least they got some notice. Seven seasons is, is not too shabby either. I mean, that's a lot of seasons. So yeah, especially because everybody thought it was getting canceled every season. So <laughs> modern day, it's a big deal. You know, unless yeah. you're a cheap sitcom, you're not running that. Or on the CW. So you already mentioned WandaVision, which was on my list for very same reasons. And I do love the idea that they're making content adjacent to their movies. We had a ton of issues with their stuff being too disconnected. Now, I do have a problem with things being prerequisites for the movies, but we'll see how that flies. Anyway, um, the only other two shows, Cursed, which is written by Frank Miller. It follows the uh, cursed character of Nimue from the Arthurian legend, and she is destined to become the Lady of the Lake, and it's a very tragic story, so uh, I'm looking forward to that come to life on Netflix. And then lastly, Why the Last Man is finally getting its adaptation. I believe it's going to be on Amazon Prime. I'm not quite sure. Don't fact check me on that, but... Uh, that's the comic book that has been in like development TV hell for the last decade. Very briefly, a virus wipes out the majority of men on the planet, including animals. So we are faced with, you know, what happens when certain male dominated fields are no longer there, you know, like over the road truckings. One stem is one. Um, but this, also, it, how do you consider how do you continue the population with very few men? So they talk about that. It, it, there's enough sperm and sperm banks to impregnate women for about the next ten years, but then you have like at the oldest you have a ten year old boy, and that's gross. Right. So, but then you have the animal problem too that most of the world uses for food. True, but they keep oh. animal sperm all over the place too. So yeah, all over. No, um, <laughs> so the only two men. You would know. I don't know. <laughs> the only two men remaining is Yarek who um, is a human man, and his monkey, I don't remember that monkey's name, but that's his pet, and he's the only male animal that they can find. So Is he a planeteer? Okay. You can be one, too. <laughs> Look, it's an interesting story, and it had, you know, it, it celebrated the pros of what an all-female society would be, but it also pointed out the cons pretty quickly. You know, we just can't... dick pics, that's plus, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot less dick pics. A lot. I mean, most likely still one. Yeah, but... yeah this one guy is like the, the douchebag on Twitter that's, that's always right. t- you know, DMing you. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to those two shows coming out and, you know, quite a few that we also talked about. So, all right, guys. Anything else you want to say about 2019? Yeah. Anything you want to say about 2020? I'm looking forward to seeing how the... Arrowverse crossover crisis on infinite earths ends i believe so. that is our episode in two weeks because it ends next week yep so there you go yep so catch up on that ryan anything from you i'm I gonna look at- is good yeah 
Right. We all hope that Ghostbusters is good. <laughs> we can't take another more. Yeah, my heart can't. I will just stop believing in anything Ghostbusters if this isn't that oh. bad. Well, I don't want that. Okay, so join us next week. We are going to be discussing the Terminator franchise. The good, the bad, the ugly, and, and the, the robotic. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the Genesis. And, uh, uh, so join us for that. It's just going to be a free-for-all. We're not really going to be reviewing every single movie. Just kind of talking about plot details and symbolism and things like that and then i think that that's it join us next week so here we go here's my outing that i haven't done in like four weeks okay if you want to follow screen heroes follow us at screen heroes pod on twitter if you'd like to follow the individual hosts on twitter you can follow ryan at buster props you can follow derek at the star trek dude you can follow me at siren ray we're all on facebook and instagram as well you can follow heroes podcast as a whole at heroespodcast.com where we have you know multiple other shows and uh we are available on just about everywhere podcasts are streamed, mainly like Spreaker and Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Uh, Spotify. I, I subscribed to all of us on Spotify the other day, and I've listened to so many podcasts at work now, so that's great. Uh, those are the big ones. So you can catch us every week there. You did great, Rachel. I tried, Good guys. Job. I tried. It's very stressful to nail all those with the judgmental eyes. And... I, I don't care. I didn't even look at you for most of it. I'm in amazement that you can remember that. to do it every week. Like, I, I, I can do it if you... I can't do it on Spellbound. I've had a pre-record and it just attaches to the end of each episode. It, if, if we, we weren't live, yeah, If we didn't do this do live, it. all the other shows do it pre-recorded. So. Okay. So that's it, guys. We will catch you next week. Thank you to everyone who joined us in chat. We love you platonically and sometimes, you know, romantically. If just, you give us enough on Patreon. Just sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we do that too, guys. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>